0: Well, hey there, and welcome to Trashy Divorces. This is Erica Kelly.
1: What? (laughs) New voice, new voice. (laughs) Y'all have asked for the Trashy Divorces of Elizabeth Taylor. You have. You've asked. You've asked. We're delivering. We couldn't do it without our very good friend and special guest star. For today's up, Erica Kelly from Southern Fried True Crime, thank you for coming.
2: We are so
0: thrilled you're here.
1: We've it's had- so
2: it's so good to see you in person again and uh, and thanks for coming to Atlanta. Of
0: course, I love Atlanta. I love you guys, I love this podcast. Could Elis- have worked
1: out better. Elizabeth Taylor will make you do a lot of things. Oh my god, <laughs> as I would do do about for her. So <laughs> we're about to find out. So before we get to the amazing Elizabeth Taylor. Yeah. Let's do a quick Patreon. Absolutely. Whoa. How much fun this week has been. Y'all this week on Patreon, if you're not checking it out, let me tell you what's been happening. Trashy tidbits this week. Stacy, you did a follow up on presidential yachts. Presidential yachts, man. I'm on a boat. I'm on a boat. <laughs> I'm on a boat. Which a little Elizabeth Taylor was on a boat for a long time too. So many years <laughs> she was on a boat. It's all a tie-in. <laughs> I did an update on baby Archie and Megan and Harry yep. and Frogmore Cottage and a little some bit of yeah. Scandal, scandalous tidbits. Our fun with done this week was about the opportunity of failure. That was some amazing stuff. Hope everybody on Patreon is enjoying it. If that sounds interesting to you, you can join us over there for as little as $2 a month. I want to give a big shout out to our new patrons this week. Anna, Lauren, Shelly, Sherry, Natalie, and Lenick. Thank you so much. are awesome.
0: Lenick is one of my patrons. Yes. Double shout out! Fantastic! (laughs) Wonderful.
1: Crossover. Yes, exactly. (laughs) This episode is magic. So this week, Elizabeth Taylor, diamond girl. Yep. Sure do shine. Seven husbands, eight marriages. Is that right? Eight weddings, seven husbands. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Eight yes. marriages, seven husbands. Yeah. Seven she th- she she recycled one. She, she did. <laughs> very eco friendly. Reduce, reuse, recycle, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this raucous, rowdy woman and her love for life and her lust for everything booze and
0: cuss words she did love her booze and cuss cuss words she was a badass
1: like my hero booze and cuss words i know right Mm -hmm. she also
0: loved love i love that about her there's a reason she was married that many times
1: married lots of times each one i think that we determined in recording that the legend of her is so much trashier than her actual relationships really really were completely agree that's true so we all ready, let's do this. Elizabeth Taylor. Happy Diamond Mother's Girl. Day. Happy Mother's Day. Day to all
2: of our listeners for whom that applies in whatever way works for you. <laughs> That's
1: exactly it. Be a mother or something. Yeah. Mother dragons. Yeah. Mother Yorkies. Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. particularly
2: to the Mother of Dragons
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, let's talk about the Mother Beauty, the goddess of all Hollywood, Elizabeth Taylor. The patron
2: saint of trashy divorces. <gasps> Pretty Love much it. true. Pretty much true. All right, let's, let's do, do it.
1: Let's do it. Oh, it's a big day. It's yeah. a big day. It is a big day. It's the biggest of days. We're it's doing it.
2: Mother's Day. No, that's not it. No. <laughs> I mean, I mean it happy is. Mother's
1: Day to all the mothers out there. <laughs> and but
2: yes, everybody who yeah.
1: The mother of all trashy divorces. Elizabeth Taylor kind
2: of kind of the patron saint can, patron can, saint? can we get a vote of yeah. candle with Elizabeth <gasps> Taylor on it
1: oh that might we need a vote of yes, candle with Elizabeth probably. Taylor on it yeah. yeah yeah
2: yeah and so Erica I know you love
1: particularly Taylor and Burton yes, right? yes. that's your favorite yeah so now, Erica it's fun that your true crime is amazing <laughs> I'm a fan <laughs> But what's funny is Elizabeth Taylor and Richard Burton is how we became friends when we met.
0: Yeah, I know. We talked about we, it forever. I was like, you've got to do this one.
1: It, somehow we stumbled <laughs> on it in like the first three minutes of conversation. Yeah. Yeah. And boom, we were in like Elizabeth Many Taylor. You told
0: me the idea for this podcast, I was like,
1: you have to do Liz and Dick. So There's we no have been waiting. That. Fans yeah. have asked. Yeah, <laughs> like, the... come on, when are you? I'm like, nope, we got to wait because we have... No, there was a the specialist guest th- coming th- There to do was a bunch... <laughs> like there we got a lot of feedback after
2: your Debbie Reynolds and Eddie Fisher story. Why aren't you? Season one. Yeah. Like oh, so yeah. Yeah. like Elizabeth is next, right? <laughs> so no, yes. she wasn't, well, no. but no. But, but today
1: is the day. It's the day. So Stacey, you and I are doing something a little strange this week in. Weird that format. That format mix-up. Yep. We've split up the husbands. Yes. Uh you've got half the story, I have half the story. Mm-hmm. Let me Go ahead. You guys want to get into it? Yeah. You're excited? Okay. Apropos to nothing. Let's just get it out of the way. <laughs> okay. Astrology. Oh, my God. Just to, just to get out of the I'll way. i with her on this one. Sure. <laughs> All right. All right. I'm Elizabeth I'm Taylor is a Pisces, a water sign. Just to let you know, the most compatible signs with Pisces are generally considered to be Taurus, Cancer, Scorpio, Capricorn. Out of Elizabeth Taylor's seven husbands, four out of seven fell into these good match things. She ended up with two cancers, (laughs) Nikki Hilton and Mike Todd, two Leos, Michael Wilding and Eddie Fisher. And what's funny, marriage one, two, three, four went cancer, Leo, cancer, Leo. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Super weird. She had a Capricorn in there, an Aquarius, that air sign John Warner, Out in left field doesn't make any sense with anything else. But four of her husbands, she actually managed to find in a good. uh...
0: So Aquarius is an air sign. Yeah. Okay. I used to joke about that because I'm a Scorpio and I'm water. And I always told my husband, we make bubbles. (laughs) <laughs> oh so you had sweep. some astrology before. Yeah. I do. Yeah, you know,
1: astrology is a little sweeter than sweet. Stacy's natural disaster Scorpio, take. I know. <laughs> <laughs> just kill them all. Yeah. Burned alive. So there is your rundown. I will keep that on the ready. Just if y'all have questions oh, throughout. Sure. sure. So today, Elizabeth Taylor. We're here again with our specific lens of trashy divorces. So. Out of a life that is 79 years long. What a tale. She's incredible. Oh, my God. So we're going to fangirl over her so hard for a while. However, seven husbands. Just want to give a little bit of a brief background. I was going to say, do you Mm want to
2: open with, because my, my, yeah, my, I've got the first husband. Just a little. So picks up when she's 18 years old, but she's already been
1: famous forever at this point. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So here's your little post-it note of how we get to marriage number one. Elizabeth Taylor. Born in England, her parents scoot her out of the country along with themselves and her brother to get out of World War II. She's born in 1932. So by the time war is ravaging England, they're like, yep, going to head on over to California. Apparently, Elizabeth is the most beautiful child that has ever ever existed she really was like from juicy pictures yeah i'm not sure of child oh, no, but gosh, as baby, gorgeous. my god is a young woman like and this is pre-photoshop days. so oh, photographs 100%. of her like holy shit yeah beautiful yeah adults kid, it doesn't matter everyone comments on just her stunning so head on over to california mom is a semi-ish actress but she realizes whoa My kid has something more amazing than I do. Mom is super controlling. Ends up going in for her first part. They need a kid who can speak with an English accent. Goes in for her first part. No credit. Not listed in the credits at all. But somebody sees her. And it's like, hey. We need that kid. She's grown up in England on a horse farm, so right. she can yeah, ride she can a ride horse. Horses.
0: She can speak with an English accent. So there you go. Here her a few comes years and she can kiss, right? right. Yeah, Sorry, right. Was, so here bad. comes National Velvet
1: <laughs> at the age of twelve, which makes her America's new favorite sweetheart child actress. Mm-hmm. So she is rolling through this preteen. Movie actress thing. She's not yet becoming a woman. We're going to get to that in a second. Here's something that I came across that I thought was amazing. Her brother is apparently prettier than her. Yes. Right. I
0: remember this from the book, Ex- oh, from Furious Love. They talk it. about it. Yeah. Such
1: a good book that you recommended, Furious Love. It's One of my favorite, favorite ever biographies. So good. But apparently her brother, right, is so pretty. He's even prettier than she is. And mom, controlling mom, wants to get him down to the studio to be to screen test for a movie. And kids like, Nope. Totally shaves his head the night before.
0: (laughs) Badass. Like, hell no, Mom, I'm not doing that. I want to go live the life (laughs) and be an accountant. Like I do
1: not want to be a Hollywood movie star. Yeah. I mean I think it's great. So he's apparently prettier. Oh, abusive relationship. Her dad is very abusive and there was right after her first marriage apparently they sort of reconciled cuz she's so uh, elizabeth so caring and yeah like got it um, but i can imagine my dad you know i'm making more money today than he's ever seen in his lifetime yeah. he has no control and you think about how if mom is that controlling over elizabeth how probably her attention is totally shifted oh, from yeah. husband to kid Anyway, well, and
0: especially back then too, the woman did not make more money, and then could you imagine
1: the child, child? made more money than yeah. man? Like yeah. that's exactly yeah. right. Your so, preteen, yeah, not it's... the greatest household. A super controlling mom, abusive father, and under the pressure of the studio, up into. Good girls don't want to wait. Things happen. Sure, lead us in, Stacy. Sure. So in 1949, Elizabeth
2: Taylor meets Nikki hilton conrad hilton jr of the hotel he's the heir to the hotel Uh chain he's apparently a piece of shit but (laughs) the studio is really invested in this because they are filming well elizabeth is filming father of the bride Mm -hmm. at the time so the studio which at the time they just had such enormous power over the lives of the people in their employ they arrange a wedding for the star of the movie to this piece of shit, like, he, the guy's 23, 24, she's 18. She's already been engaged twice, and again, these were, like, scripted. Yeah, yeah the whole thing, it was just it's a media. It's always for publicity. Yeah, it was just a media thing. So at the ceremony itself, <laughs> the studio gets every actor who has ever played Elizabeth Taylor's parents oh and, like, God. puts them, seats them with her actual Together. parents oh in gosh. the church There are like 3,000 fans outside. There are 600 people inside. Fun fact about Nikki Hilton... His stepmother for a time was Zsa, Zsa Gabor, with whom he had an affair. So what? So <laughs> gross.
0: So, so gross. What would the age difference have been? Did you huge. catch that? Huge. Uh, like, well, oh maybe maybe not as huge as it could have. Because um... she might have married somebody much older, mm-hmm. but still, yeah. So wow. not Ooh. sure. Ooh. Yeah.
2: Okay. Icky. <laughs> so yeah. So the studio basically like marries its star off to. This guy who turns out to just be, like, an abusive, alcoholic, gambling addict, they head off to Europe for a three-month-long, like, honeymoon there. Within, like, two weeks, he's beating
1: her up. Like, just, it's just, it's a nightmare. Well, he's Um, drinking and gambling, like, just... He's gone. Mm-hmm. He's done. So, fun Piece fact. Of shit. Yeah. yeah. Uh, fun fact
2: is that Howard Hughes is said to have offered to finance a movie studio for 18 year old Elizabeth Taylor if she would marry him instead of Nikki Really?
0: Mm-hmm. That's kind of creepy. Uh huh. I mean, it's incredible, but it's he kind was of Well, creepy. he tried to buy
2: a bride. Like, the studio so owned
1: a bride to auction off, and he tried to well, purchase Howard her. Howard Hughes was always scooping up uh, young that's girls true. with that's, true. that's not. An unusual story, but it takes a lot of, it takes a lot of sack to go after Taylor. Some yeah, spot. Yeah, right?
0: <laughs> well, I mean, she was younger then, but still, no. Yeah, that's a bold move.
2: Yeah. It's, it's gross, though. I mean, there's something gross about that. Okay, so they marry May 6th, 1950. 3,000 fans outside, 600 guests inside. The studio paid for the whole thing, had a $3,500 dress, you know, custom made for her. Because they're marketing Father of the Bride. Like, this coincided with the... It's so gross. The dress
0: is amazing, by the way. Yeah. If you looked at pictures of that, yeah. Well,
2: yeah. Well, yeah. I saw. But, I mean, it's really sad. Like, they hooked her up with this terrible Mm -hmm. person who basically ended up beating the shit out of her. One bright spot, Alicia. When they were abroad, she ends up, like... Dude, bros out gambling all night. She's playing canasta with Wallace Simpson, the Duchess, <laughs> the Duchess of Windsor, over I guess in Paris. Oh man, uh, man they
0: stayed friends for decades. Oh, man. did they really? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, I didn't
2: know. That's great. Yeah. Okay. So Taylor later wrote, "The honeymoon in Europe lasted two weeks. I should say the marriage lasted for two weeks. Then came yours, sincerely disillusionment, rude and brutal." so yeah just the drinking the gambling the being out all night the beating her up
0: yeah I'm pretty sure that was the worst of it considering she was a pretty fun gambler and drinker herself, <laughs> i mean that's it's, it's a good point <laughs> yeah I mean, yeah but yeah he was apparently not into
2: like doing that stuff with his new wife well um, that's where he missed out uh, Agreed. Yeah. hundred percent. So yeah, after this three month trip, she goes home, moves back in with her mother and files for divorce. They were married for 205 days. Wow. And yeah. like, That's like six months.
1: But, for but again, like knowing angry.
2: the amazing power that MGM had over her life
0: is, it, it's troubling. The, it is. It's troubling. Okay. Can you imagine? And obviously they didn't give a shit if she divorced that quickly because it's like okay the publicity for the movie's over we've had our
1: wedding it's fine well that was gonna (laughs) be my question you do you (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) you know the studio has that much power over you how shitty does that marriage have to be for you to be like yeah i'm out i'm 18 years old and i'm gonna chalk up one divorce inside of a year and Mm -hmm. fuck off because this guy is such a garbage can
2: well it's also possible that he bruised her face or something
1: in oh! Ride. Oh, and
0: the studio would not have approved mm-hmm. of that. Yeah, no. yeah. Don't don't don't, fuck with don't the merch- damage anyone. the goods. Do we say that for? You? Yeah, we can. Do oh, it. fuck! Yeah, fuck! fuck yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Don't fuck with the merchandise. That's basically that's the, what the, how the studio would have looked at that. Yeah. Yep. That makes more sense. Okay.
2: Yeah. That, so I was wondering about that too because, yeah, I mean they owned her. They
0: they really did own their actors' body and soul. I yeah. mean, it, she's definitely not the only one.
2: Okay. So about Nikki Hilton which again, the family is still using that name because there is a current Nikki Hilton. This is very <laughs> weird to me because this dude, he goes on to marry an Oklahoma oil heiress, but he never quit drinking. And so like six years in, she divorces him. Her name was Patricia McClintock. They had two sons and then, in just a few years later, Nikki is dead at the age of forty-two of an alcoholism-related heart attack. Wow! So like he just—I didn't realize
0: he died that young.
2: Yeah, he never quits uh, with his <laughs> with his poor life choices. So good for him. Yeah, just kidding. So that's that's marriage number <laughs> a terrible one. Terrible thing. Marriage it's, number one. It's, it's, it's terrible. terrible. Done and well, done. you can
0: see how she starts to think of him as throwaway. Like, yeah,
1: that wasn't a real marriage. No, I wasn't in love. Right let me ask do we want to do trash cans as we go along oh that let's twist it up let's, i think if we try to do them all at the end that's just too many numbers flying around out. yeah so nikki hilton number of trash cans we'll ask erica first
0: i forget what your numbering is like do we go to five One Do we
1: to go five, to yeah. five i give him a fucking five Duh. i hated that guy yeah i
2: do like five with a, a few on fire yeah like, i mean just beating you i don't oh my god just whatever
1: yeah yeah five trash cans and a punch in the nose yeah mm-hmm. perfect mm-hmm. done and done okay <laughs> next next up batter right. up
2: i also have the second husband this is michael wilding michael charles gauntlet wilding oh, fancy. Uh, a british the, down the actor. gauntlet
1: mm-hmm. seriously
2: so he was a big star in england when he met elizabeth in 1949 on the british set of the film the conspirator she was sixteen, so you know she still had to marry Nicky Hilton. But when she returned to England in fifty one or fifty two to make Ivanhoe, she went after him like he was really the opposite of Nicky Hilton. He was older, he was mature, he was secure, a gentleman. Um, yes, he was a gentleman. He really he was he was self made in ways that like a hotel heir was. He was a brat, yeah. basically. Yeah.
0: Now that makes a lot of sense.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Wilding had come into London's film scene in 1933 when he was 21. So he'd previously earned a living as like a sketch artist. He'd wandered around oh, wow. Europe like doing That's pretty cool pictures, yeah. So he decided he wanted to get into like film set design, which seemed like a a good, you know, avenue for that skill. But the studio where he showed up was like, "Actually, we need extras." So he was an extra on a few films and kind of got the bug. So he makes a stage debut in 34 begins getting named roles in films in thirty five. And it was like seven or eight years of just hard work, steady work, like learning the craft. And then he's just a star. Like in forty three there's a movie called Dear Octopus. In forty four, English without tears. And this is the war years too, when I'm sure the British public was craving, you know, yeah, distraction yeah. from all Oh, of, the, that's when a lot
0: of the great films really, you know. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, by the late 40s, he just had this like string of successful films with the actress Anna Nagel. And it looks like it was a mix of dramas and romantic comedies, but like I was like, oh, this is like Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan. That's what's ah, happening ah, here. Nice. Because yeah, the two they just kept they just kept getting cast together and like the movies just got bigger and bigger and bigger. And then he kind of like stepped away paired with other you know, Leeds was just never as charming. Didn't work. <laughs> yeah, so his his star was sort of starting to decline. Then around the time that Elizabeth shows up for Ivanhoe, so anyway, they get married. Let me see if I have the date on that. I think I jumped into this story about their their house. All right, so they get married. 1952. Thank you. You're welcome. Early in the marriage, they were living. I guess they were probably always living in Beverly Hills. So one day, Elizabeth notices that the house behind theirs was for sale. And, you know, it's all like walled compounds over there. So, you know, she's 22, 21, 22. She's like, hey, I want to go look at that house. So they climb the wall and like (laughs) trespass onto the property. Perfect. Find an open window, climb in and just like check it out. And it like turns into their hideout. Like it's a clubhouse for Elizabeth Taylor and her much older husband, who I think is probably just humoring what the fuck do? out just, of her. What they Just like ring yeah, over liquor and cards? Yeah. They that's stock, hilarious. they <laughs> stock the fridge with beer. The realtor will <laughs> I show that's up. romantic. Yeah. Yeah. The realtor <laughs> will show up with like prospective buyers. Apparently they're always pulling the for sale sign out of the yard so that nobody will notice. That's that hilarious. <laughs> anyway, they eventually got a uh, loan from MGM and purchased it. So this thing hit the market in 2018 and I found a curbed story. It was listed for 15.9 million Whoa. Had, had not been sold in 21 years. So this is what it said. It turned out that uh, Westlake village architect, George McLean had Taylor in mind when designing the lavishly appointed estate, the house. Thank you, Ruby. The house is being <laughs> sold with an adjacent lot and sits on more than two acres of land off Beverly Estates drive, just above the Beverly Hills border. 77 7761 square feet of Whoa. living space Good six Lord. bedrooms seven bathrooms with walls of glass plenty of access points to outdoor courtyards and patios the grounds are dotted with vegetation sculptures and fountains along with a swimming pool and a spa the, the pool deck offers impressive views of the surrounding hills and city below and i'll link to that because god the pictures are wow yeah, yeah staggering so not everyone in elizabeth taylor's orbit supported her engagement to michael wilding so here we introduce we
1: have some objections some some conscientious objectors yes (laughs) so
2: this personality is new to me but i think not to you this is Hedda hopper the extremely powerful gossip columnist Mm -hmm. was fully against it and went so far as to like hint in her column and again this is the Early 50s, that Michael Wilding and uh, another actor named Stuart Granger were lovers.
0: Oh, yeah, that's all they had to do back then, really.
2: <sighs> yeah, Wilding sued for libel. He won $3 million. What? You can't throw that around uh-uh. in the 50s. No, no, no. And Hedda Hopper would go on to distinguish herself not in a good way during the Red Scare by naming suspected communists because she was a bullying piece of shit.
1: No, she's yeah. kind of a jerk. Yeah, she's kind well, of a mess. Of... We're going to, she comes back up in one of my stories, but she was the one who originally super promoted Elizabeth and was 100% on her side when she was very young. Okay. Look at this star. She probably like, felt possessive of her there. Yeah. yeah. And so Hada everybody felt that it was certainly her business to involve yeah. herself in Elizabeth's business through the rest of her life.
0: You give to wonder in a way if she didn't actually truly mean it, like, She didn't like the guy. She didn't think he was
1: right. Like if she felt that strongly about Elizabeth, yeah. Like I'm trying, I'm really trying to watch out for you here. Yeah,
0: yeah. Because they wound up not being a good match, obviously. So,
1: but also calling out your friends to sell out, communist. Like, oh no, no, no. no. Yeah, yeah. It seems like
2: yeah. She seemed to feel pretty possessive over everyone's life in Hollywood. Like that's true. uh, It was. It's a weird story. And and making up things is just not not cool. (laughs) Fake news. All right. So Michael's career in England had already begun to decline. And of course, hers was just ascending. So the February 1952 wedding, I did have the date, um, (laughs) to Elizabeth, it really seemed like it was going to open doors in America, in Hollywood for him, because, you know, huge star in England, but they hadn't really crossed the pond right so in may mgm signs him and offers him a role in the film latin lovers he would be playing a romantic rival of the lead seeking lana turner's affections terrible um and he he turns it down because he doesn't feel like it's a meaty enough role for a, really? a for an actor of his caliber and stature turns down
0: the first studio role offered to him right wow. and the studios okay.
2: that is not how the studios play so no. they suspend him without pay <gasps> There's this whole, like, suspension process that, I mean, I think he knew that's what would happen, but, like, just bold and ultimately a very bad gamble. Like, he ends up making some movies, Torch Song in 53 with Joan Crawford. He got loaned out to 20th Century Fox uh, in 54 for The Egyptian, which, like, was a flop, in 55, (laughs) Elizabeth goes to Texas to film Giant with Rock Hudson, a lifelong friend, James James Dean, Dean. who ended up dying before the production ended in a car accident. tragic. Um, Yeah, this, I mean, I assume that this experience was searing for Elizabeth Taylor. More, you know, more bad news. So the Confidential, the Gossip Magazine, kind of the original Hollywood gossip rag, I think.
1: One of them. Is that true? Okay. Well, I mean, there was screen time. There's photo play. I mean, there's a a a thousand of them, but Confidential was the first one really to go in to spill in the tea and the dirt because they, if they had a verifiable source, what other news outlets would never dare print just because it wasn't. Well, they it was too much. Nothing was ever too much for Confidential. Yeah, they
2: spilled some tea about Michael Wilding. So, according to Confidential, he started spending time at the appropriately named Strip City. <laughs> what do you think happened there? They cook um, a lot on. of steaks. <laughs> What's up? They cook a lot of steaks. <laughs> Prime rib village. Oh, no, um, bad. Strip City with uh, Elizabeth out of town ends up bringing some of the dancers home and uh has an affair the studio shockingly was not really happy to have this story out in the world because they i mean again they have a product that is world's sexiest woman mm-hmm. yeah and you like,
0: don't want her cheated on no if she yeah. can't
2: keep her man happy who in the hell has any hope of keeping their like yeah they they were incensed she was much more sanguine about it but they divorced the next year yeah they did have two sons and she went on to say of michael wilding he was one of the nicest people i'd ever known but i'm afraid i gave him rather a rough time sort of henpecked him and probably wasn't mature enough for him and a 20 year age difference would do that well i kind of like that she takes
0: responsibility for it
2: too yeah yeah i appreciate that honestly she is like she is so generous to her exes Consistently. And she's
0: she's genuine. She's a genuine mm. person. Yeah. Despite everything. Well, yeah. I
1: think with Elizabeth, she's always just, I mean, she's living right there. And there is part of her, like, I'm not condoning abuse at all. <laughs> Nikki Hilton abused her. Yeah. But on the opposite side of that, there's something very much in Elizabeth's makeup that likes that caveman sort of thing Mm -hmm. which i don't think michael wilding was no that's is that's getting to this like she dared him like they're doing a crossword one day and she's being whatever she's being and she's like hit me slap me like get mad at me and that's he's a proper british gentleman also a leo Mm. like tender and regal and royal and i don't need to no, that's not the way I roll. Yeah. So I don't think he was, I don't know, quite masculine right, he wasn't, or strong arming. He wasn't butch enough for her. <laughs> he wasn't butch I enough mean, for her.
0: That's fair.
2: It, it seems fair. I mean, I, I think, though, that they did go on to have, like, I think they remained for Obviously, they're yeah. co parents. Yeah. Yeah, I think they remained, you know, warm
1: for his He rest wasn't butch enough. His life. But guess he was? <laughs> who? Mike Todd. Oh, God. Yes. Oh, sorry. Let's do trash cans for Michael. Oh, sure. Sorry. Sure.
0: Not not I don't know. I mean Strip City sucks, but yeah. Yeah. That's but that's
2: what you Yeah. Yeah. That's milder. It sounds like she really was not looking for like a hot, sexy marriage. She was looking for a stability. Yeah, for like a Well, she
1: was she was never alone. She went from marriage to marriage to marriage to marriage until she landed in her fifties, until she spent Seems about like a decade as a single person. By herself. So when you relationship hop and never get to know yourself and yeah. you're only knowing yourself exactly through right. the eyes of other people, you have to be in a relationship because you don't have that
0: mm-hmm. worth on your own. Right.
1: So. And he was sad. the
0: opposite of Nikki. I mean, yeah. Oh, very he much He definitely so. didn't have that many trash cans. Yeah.
1: So. Yeah. Yeah. Two, two and a half. That seems fair. Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. And he went on
2: to live. I, I think he passed away in 1979, but he had epilepsy and fell. Oh. And got a head injury, which ultimately killed him. Well, that's um, sad. sad. Yeah. But I mean, you know, again, like, not... Nikki Hilton is tough to... <laughs> <laughs> you're going to trash can your life. <laughs> tough to top that. So he didn't... No, I...
1: I mean, I I kind of know where the story is going, but that might be the highest ranked. Nikki Hilton is just a scumbag. Oh, I, yeah, <laughs> okay. I so, yeah. So who is Butch Enough for Elizabeth Taylor? <laughs> tell us. Tell My Todd. Now, this is the... Eight marriages, seven husbands, once a widow. Mm -hmm. It's sad. Uh, You guys, uh, y'all may remember us telling a little bit about Mike Todd in the Debbie Reynolds, Mm -hmm. Eddie Fisher, Trashy Divorces, back from season one. I think that's like episode three, if you want to go check that out. Something like that, yeah. Mike Todd, gosh, he's older, twice her age. 40, late 40s. She's 24. He's in his late 40s. But he is a superstar. He has invented this particular way of filming that takes multiple cameras, but he is a big deal. He's got plenty of money, plenty of talent. He is vital AF. Let's go ahead and... Man's man. That's everything you hear. He -hmm. is. He's Mm -hmm. a man's man. And Elizabeth, I think, looks at him after being dominated by the studio system. Mm -hmm. Hey, you know what? This guy can break me out of here. This is what to me is amazing. Their humor matches each other. Like Elizabeth is kind of body, So is Mike Todd. (laughs) Like she's kind of raunchy. She's always out for a good time. That's one
0: of my favorite things about her.
1: She's so real. Yeah. Right? 100%. They fight a lot, but they're turned on a lot by their fighting. Like they love that uh, give and take. They are Shirley McLean says they were an ideal pair. They were equal in force of nature. So Mike Todd, married to the most beautiful, he's not threatened by mm-hmm. her salty independence. He's like, Psh, do what you want. He's kind of proud of her. He likes when she goes on a little yeah. sassy Yeah, and she's not on the opposite end, holding him up for anything. Yeah, He is an extrovert. He's a star in his own right. They were very, it's a she doesn't very, have to baby him. Well, yeah. yeah, they're yeah, he, very much on equal footing. Yeah, he seemed like just
2: utterly confident, mm-hmm. but also utterly competent. Yeah, yeah
1: and, and I so, think that was
0: really important to mm-hmm, her. Yeah. yeah,
1: there's there's no competition in this. They she can relax with him. He also really loves her. Yeah, and uh, it was a love match for no, sure. No, he says I wanted to grow up and marry Elizabeth Taylor. And I did, Oh, like no, gonna... right? I know that's... Uh, they elope February in Acapulco. Now Elizabeth is recovering from a surgery, so she is in a metal brace. Like it's scandal. Yeah. He's twice your age, and she's like, I am in a metal brace at twenty four. Just the back surgery. Mm-hmm. Okay. Super she has super two adult lives
0: at this point, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, no, that's true. And he's hopping around like a thirteen year old. Like it age is irrelevant and like it was such an Mm -hmm. irony that she is so young and broken and he is older and just in the prime of it. Let's see. They head to Acapulco. They get married. This is a sweet story. They have a quiet ceremony. It's very simple. And they're at the party that night. And Mike Todd has arranged. They're sitting there having a drink. Fireworks light up the sky M loves E. Aww. E loves M. you no. really make me cry. No, no, no. no. <laughs> then, Elizabeth, you should hear Elizabeth Taylor talk. I'm getting chills. And she's like, and then the mountain comes alive. And there are dancers oh all gosh. over the mountain in like a staged production. And they're doing a native fertility dance. Aww. I know. They marry. They travel all over the world promoting his film around the world mm-hmm. in 80 days. And... As they're promoting, it's always like first class, but they really do take time off. And you watch these home videos, they're riding on donkeys. He's posing her next to statues, you know, on the Appian Way, like at the like You're a goddess. Here you are next to these goddesses. <laughs> right, that's great. Remarkably enough, she comes home pregnant. So that's exciting. So they are going to have one child, Liza Todd. I'm sorry, I'm going to gush about Mike Todd here for a minute because I'd I know you and I, Erica, yeah. disagree on this. I think that, I think Mike Todd was her true love. I think she and Burton got a chance to run their course. Yeah,
0: yeah. I just think you can have more than one true love.
1: I, I agreed, And I think they I had agreed. a lot of the same qualities. Gosh, so. So, so let me tell you yeah. some just charming, charming AF things about Mike Todd and the way Elizabeth speaks about him. So they're traveling around the world for around the world in 80 days. And Mike only speaks English. She says, but no matter where we went, He could always make himself understood and he continually fascinated her, his curiosity and interest in things and people they'd arrive in some foreign country. And within five minutes, no English, (laughs) he'd come back. He knows the population, the industry that's getting stuff by the best restaurants to go to what the political trend is, who won in the last election is the public satisfied. Like she just found it utterly remarkable his connection with the world. They're both extroverts and he very much likes a spotlight too. They're both working for it. He's buying her a lot of jewels and paintings. That's, she likes that's, to shop that's her thing. And he really likes pew, putting her in for that. Sure. As they're coming back from this trip, they're being interviewed by a reporter talking about, Hey, you guys, you know, fight a lot. Tell me about dad. And cause I mean, they're all private private and public but they don't hide it but they she love it no, she's never good at that like no but they love the spat and the teasing yeah. and the interplay that's part of their foreplay so apparently there's a champagne bottle incident and you should just hear elizabeth taylor go off the person that wrote this story had a hopper <laughs> is a frustrated old biddy who takes her frustrations out on her typewriter if you believe it, then I even feel more sorry for you. I wish everybody could be as unhappily married as we are.
2: There'd Aww. be no
1: wars and no problems in the world. Wow. Like she just, they, okay, they now just the same, each same, yeah. the same reporter later asked her the stupidest question. Um, so Elizabeth, uh, you once said that, uh, you have a mind of a child in, in, in a woman's body. Do you feel like you know you've grown up since then and she's like i was 15 when i said that <laughs> so let's hope i've grown up cuz i sure would be a dumbass if i like her. you can <laughs> just imagine this reporter like i got to find a question that nobody's ever asked her ends up just being misogyny af and she takes him down yeah like, and she actually says the, look, like, she's like, I'd be retarded if I was. Yeah. Like, so I'm not condoning the use of the word retarded. Well, yeah, different yeah, but time, back then it but was different. Yeah. She just smacks them down and you should see Mike Todd in the middle of this interplay between <laughs> them. And yeah, you know, Mike Todd just kind of looks over and looks at her partner like, she can hold her own. Yeah. She got you. To step in, yeah. And they just chomp off together. It's amazing. Okay. Another really fun story. Like Mike is larger than life. Yeah. yeah. Larger than life. They still are on this tour. They're meeting royalty. They're always giving a party for every screening. Here's a little charming story. They're in Paris. And one of Mike's acquaintances friends has just opened a small Chinese restaurant. It holds 36 people. Hey, buddy, buddy, I'm going to throw my after party at your. Okay, Mike, that's cool. But it really only holds 36 people. Not a problem. I'll just invite 36. 110 people show up. (laughs) The manager of the Chinese restaurant quits on the spot. He's like, fuck no. And the (laughs) restaurant owner is like, dude, please just go to the back. Water down the wonton soup and cook every noodle we have. Like, and Mike Todd is kind of pissed. Like, where's the food for all my people? Yeah. He ends up like, I'll be back. Heading down the block going into an Italian restaurant and picking up 50 pizzas. Bringing them back to the Chinese restaurant. Everybody gets fed. They in no way have enough liquor for all of these people. So the restaurant manager hustles up a nightclub up the street. Gets every case of champagne that he has. Brings it in. Party. Good time had by all. End of the night. 3 a.m. Restaurant owner goes up to Mike Todd with the bill. (laughs) Oh, my. Yeah, right. Like, hey, man, you know. it's not going to be good. Like, $700 bill, which I guess for, you know, mid-50s, like, late-50s, that's a significant amount. Yeah, it is. And uh, Mike's like, oh, man, yeah, it's cool, it's cool, just bring it to the hotel at noon tomorrow. And the guy's like, okay. And Elizabeth goes to kiss the restaurant owner and whispers in his ear, hey, get your money now, we leave the hotel at 8 a.m., Aww. So the restaurant owner's like, hey, uh, Mike, you know, we're we're not a diner's club. We can't really float you here. Like, if you could go ahead and pay up. And Mike Todd, I can't believe you're questioning me <laughs> and thinking that I really don't like my integrity question. Anyway, he pays the guy. Sure, he pays, pays the, the guy. And, and off he I goes. I love her for doing that. <laughs> I do too. Yeah, I was so, yeah. Because the
0: restaurant guy wasn't his fault. He brought more people. That's all. Yeah, no, but that. like, yeah,
1: get your money now. We leave at mm-hmm. 8 a.m. Like, she's just, she's cheeky, and I she's love her. She's also super genuine. Like, che- she didn't want to cheat the guy. Like, yeah. I see. love that. Yeah. So they have, they're no holds barred. They have a ton of fun fighting and loving. There's just one picture of them that Elizabeth Taylor says, old Italian gestures are better than language. Like, <laughs> they really, they are just, they are two people who are, she looks at him, she just it, looks at him with adore. Yeah. Like I think they really were a very true love match. Mm -hmm. They have their daughter. So things are really going great. Mike Todd is in love with his wife. He does win an Oscar for Around the World in 80 Days, and he's interviewed. I'm gonna cry again. I got the two biggest prizes you can get. Liz Taylor and an Oscar. Like this is like he is a man fulfilled. Liza, when she's born, their daughter has respiratory problems, so she's in an incubator, and something just naturally with the machine makes her lift her arm up. But it's like he's watching her, and he's like, "She waved at me." Aww. This is the smartest, most intelligent child <laughs> oh, of that of has <laughs> ever lived.
2: <laughs> My so baby's cute. a genius. That's no, so and cute.
1: he, the the Liz, his plane goes down in March, on the way over. I'm going to not mess up the year on this 1958 on the way over. He's going to win an award for the Friars club, maybe in New York, but his, uh, everybody on the plane is done. Elizabeth was supposed to be on the plane and caught cold and was not. She had just started filming cat on a hot tin roof a few weeks ago, but to me, what a love match. Mike Todd left the world as a man, com- no, I'm in, like I completely fulfilled. The wife of his dreams, the career of his dreams, the most brilliant oh. child that has ever existed, <laughs> genius yeah. baby. on the face of the earth. Like this guy, yeah. you're gonna go out, yeah, go okay. out riding high and on top. Like it's tragic, but his death is tragic. Elizabeth is distraught. Yeah, she cannot get out of bed for weeks. There's a round the clock suicide watch, right? And that her friends are holding. They were married like two years, right? It, like it was it thirteen was, months. It was very quick. Like yeah, that's married baby. Mm-hmm. Like it, it, so yeah, it's yeah. Terrible. No, mm-hmm. they married February of fifty eight, and he died, or February fifty seven, and he died in March of fifty eight. Jesus, Christ. one year. Well, like, what, like, imagine that's a lot of life in one year. Though. It is. That, all yeah. the life and all the love and all the things in just that period of time. <sighs> yeah, I, it's tough. I, I'm not, I'm sorry I'm exempting Mike Todd from trash bags. I was just going to say zero for me.
0: Cool. Like, he's such a good guy. Mm-hmm. I, I think. He truly loved her. He she truly loved, loved her. Loved him. And they she... treated each other wonderfully. Yep. Like, yeah, no.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I just, no trash cans. Mike Todd, I love you but elizabeth now right is in the spotlight of the world is agreed the world's heart is oh, breaking yeah. Yeah. for elizabeth taylor like young and beautiful and new daughter and the love of your life like look she'd had two other crap marriages now the public's like wow they're they're giving like this is the this is the one that's going to stick tragedy she's clinging to mike's memory And as you know, we're going to talk about it again. Be careful of the couple friends that you have. (laughs) Because old Eddie Fisher and Debbie Reynolds, who perhaps had a studio marriage themselves. Nobody, I think, bothered to tell Debbie until she figured that out on the back end. Yeah. Uh, Eddie, who is best friends with Mike Todd. Eats like him, dresses like him, talks like him, wants to grow up and be Mike Todd. Eddie Fisher and Debbie Reynolds' son, Todd, is named after Mike Todd. Like, this guy's everything. And Eddie Fisher steps in to play the world's most dangerous thing to do, which is wiping a widow's tears. Yeah, They are both missing him. They are both mournful. It is keeping Mike's memory alive, which is how I think husband number four happens oh um it's so scandalous yeah this was you know eddie's marriage to debbie is just as much of a sham as elizabeth was with nikki but debbie really is playing this out so i guess let's ah i don't know elizabeth's not hiding that there's an affair going on so she has gone from world sympathy to Mm -hmm. uh, i don't record homewrecker condemned (laughs) by the vatican like she's Anne Fucking Boleyn. Was yeah. that when
0: she was condemned? She, I know I thought that was I know uh, Burton in Yeah, I know. Uh, it was Burton was... like I, it's all I mean, bad. <laughs> she gets condemned yeah. a couple times. I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean,
1: she's annihilated in the press and apparently uh Eddie Fisher's great in bed. So you know, she's been with older men yeah. who like so he's young and lusty and rowdy. And Eddie Fisher says Elizabeth was the love of his life. Like, she was the source. She was everything. Mm-hmm. Like, she wrecked him, and that's probably good, because he wrecked he does Debbie Reynolds. Him. Yeah, I'm sure, not exactly. too worried about that. Can,
2: can I share a, a Carrie Fisher quote about this? Ooh, oh, yes. please. I love her. H- his daughter, obviously. Um, she said that uh, upon Mike Todd's death, her father rushed to be by uh, Elizabeth Taylor's side and gradually moved to her front. front. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> She's hilarious. Yes. I watched a lot of Carrie, like Carrie you, Fisher.
0: I hate to interrupt, but have, have you ever seen her stand-up special? I think it was on HBO. Mm-hmm. She actually does the graph chart, oh, it's so of, good, like of their families. Yeah, of how, I don't like, think so. Six degrees of how she's drinking with Liz Taylor. Okay, we're gonna. And she's so cool about it. Like mm-hmm. you know, years later, Elizabeth and uh, oh my God, why do I always lose her name? Uh, Debbie. They made up. They made friends. They forgave each other. Everything Mm -hmm. was fine. So, I mean, I always thought that was really cool.
1: Well, they never really unloved each other. Like, so Elizabeth does not stay friends with Eddie in the breakup. Uh, He's the one. Yeah. Yeah. They didn't talk for 40 years. They did reconcile. I'm getting ahead of the story, but Eddie and Liz reconciled a few years before his death. But Carrie Fisher called Elizabeth when Eddie died and Elizabeth cries. Yeah. Like she has a genuine sense of family. She loved a good time. She made egg hunts for all the kids. Like they didn't speak for 40 years, but they figured it out at the end. He still meant something to her. I mean, she was that kind of person. He kept Mike alive. Like they're Mm -hmm. both absolutely grieving and I guess have hot rowdy sex. Here's the deal though. They, I, I don't, it's just sad. Like she hooks him. They marry at 27. She converts to Judaism. She's eclipsing Marilyn Monroe at the box office. So she is playing all of this publicity, good and bad, to her advantage. Here's how we're going to get to next one. We're going to wrap this, but this is this is amazing. <laughs> She's in the shower one day and the studio calls and they really want her to do Cleopatra. And Eddie's like, Liz, come on. Like, and Elizabeth Taylor's like, you know what? I'm going to just give them something they're never going to say yes to. So they quit bugging me. Right. I want a million dollars and 10% of the absolute gross. Whoa. Eddie that's Fisher comes back. Time. He's like, you got it. Whoa. Like, like she made up a number that was so ridiculous. That's yeah. Like
2: I, I have, as you know, I've occasionally quoted exorbitant prices to clients. I don't want to work with. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which usually works, but yeah, yeah. Rare, you know, I mean if they come back with like a yeah, we need this then. A million bucks okay, and ten percent
1: of the absolute that's, gross. Uh, okay.
0: Damn, yeah. So and uh, also fifty thousand dollars for every week it went over her schedule. Wow. Did you yeah. catch that one? Yeah. yeah. And it went way over schedule. <laughs> well, so that is I mean No, they all head about, over talk about a savvy
2: businesswoman yes. on top of everything My else. I talked to her a few things.
1: So they all head over to England which is naturally where you want to film Cleopatra in the winter <laughs> How about they, in England. Didn't
2: they steal all these artifacts from, from Egypt and they're still there? Well, I think they it built is. a
0: bunch of fake sets, right? And then they moved them.
2: Yeah. I didn't mean the production. I meant, oh, didn't, yeah. didn't England right. steal a bunch of shit from Egypt and put it in its own museums?
1: It yeah, like, I think they,
0: they did I that know. already anyway. They yeah. built
1: a whole studio lot out at Pinewood and it's raining. Like, You're never going to substitute sunny summertime Egypt and it like, come on. And so it's bad. The weather's crap. And Elizabeth is getting sicker and sicker. She's being carried into the set. It's super bad. She ends up getting really sick, gets pneumonia, collapses. She's in a coma. She's near death. What? There actually was a press release. It's funny to hear her talk about it later that it was published that she did die And she's like, they were the best reviews I ever got. Oh, my God.
0: She has such a good sense of humor.
1: So She's amazing. So pneumonia, this leads her into the hospital where they have to do an emergency tracheotomy.
0: This episode is brought to you by Snapple.
2: Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes.
1: Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mmm. What flavor are you holding? Now, open your eyes
2: and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you.
1: So she has a scar. She's going to live with the scar on the, her life, the, on her neck the rest of her life. This scar, oh gosh, ends up winning her. So, I'm loved. I'm now the world's saddest widow. Now I'm the world's most hated mistress. Now I'm married to this dude. And I've been through a tragedy and barely escaped with my life. This is the time she gets the Oscar. for she yeah, rolls back around. Eight For a crap. Like, what did
0: Shirley MacLaine say? She said she lost the Oscar that year to a tracheotomy. Oh I forget what movie she was in that year.
1: Something probably at. groundbreaking. Oh, and I'm awesome. sure. Yeah.
0: yeah. Didn't uh, I love how Shirley MacLaine's not like shy about saying I earned that. Yeah, right. This is a piece of shit.
1: Yeah.
2: Uh, yeah. Well, didn't Taylor hate? Taylor, Taylor thought it? it was a piece of shit too. Yeah, she hated the
0: film. Feel- okay. Like, yeah. Yeah. I remember in the book it says later on she was more affectionate towards it years later, but she hated the filming of it. Like the experience of the filming of it left a bitter mm. taste. Okay. Yeah. So that's why the Oscar wasn't that big a deal to her.
2: Right. So, can you imagine? Like, she's been in this industry since she was literally a okay. child, finally gets the top honor, and it's like, yeah, I yeah, really didn't enjoy this movie maybe. at all. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. <laughs> Butterfield 8
1: put her in a role where she <laughs> I, was. I broke my back in national <laughs> Velvet. <laughs> yeah, no, no, shit. no Oscar yeah, for She that. was playing a prostitute. So she thought the studio was really taking advantage of, hey, Lamb, daughter, babe, Yeah. this is my right current now. instance in life, and you're going to put me in a role where. I'm a like that. Not cool. Yeah. So it's shamey. Yeah. Eventually Elizabeth is on the road to recovery. They finally get smart. Like it's production is just like, they've already spent like 30 million or something crazy. And they decide to replace the director and some of the cast. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> they head on over to Rome, which is where they should have been filming all along. Yep. Nin comes the new director and in walks Welshman oh. Richard Burton. My man. So. We're, I love him. I'm to We're yeah. going gonna to get there. <laughs> well, I guess we'll, we'll wrap up Eddie when they're done. So here comes Richard Burton. Yeah, that's fair. Actually, you know what? Let's, I don't want to ever have to talk about Eddie Fisher again. So kind of a trashy, like, no, she's going to, at the end of the day, Burton is divorcing his wife and Taylor's divorcing Fisher and they're destined on a. Course yeah, they of love. Were on a collision course. So I don't know how trashy the divorce was, per se. I guess I think Eddie trash got cans because he... of Debbie. Yeah. More than Liz. That's really. it. Like, that was trashy. So, how many I... did you
0: give him in the
2: other episode? Uh, I think we ended up giving <laughs> Debbie halos. We gave Debbie halos. <laughs> you did? We, I remember that now. I think we, I don't know if we actually gave trash cans or just gave,
1: because Debbie was so. Yeah. She's amazing. Mm-hmm. Like I don't like I mean, they're divorced. I mean they weren't there well, where,
2: my- weren't there photographs though of Burton and Taylor on a yacht in the yes. Mediterranean. Um, oh yeah,
0: they... they invented the paparazzi. That's yeah. what, that's how the scandal broke.
2: But right, but like the the divorce was not final. No, no, there was all no, no, sorts no, no, no. of weird language coming out of the Vatican describing what sort of terrible. Like the State Department threatened <laughs> to not let her back into the United States. Like it like, was a
1: huge, <laughs> yeah. huge thing. Well, <laughs> she definitely is she's head over hills for burton oh sure fisher at the end of their marriage is pretty much just like a dog poop scooper yeah he's picking up after dogs and watching kids yeah fisher did adopt no it's like Liza he, he, Todd. Was,
2: he just seems like he was kind of a small man who got smaller over time like it's that's, very that's a yeah. really good way of looking at yeah, it yeah eddie fisher it's a very strange story with him like
1: i don't know is the trash can rating is this the first time karma wipes it out you got from her what you did to Debbie.
0: <laughs> I mean, you know, that's kind of It's fair. kind of a
1: karmic retribution. Yeah. yeah. Sucks when it happens to you. All right. I'm going to call it a karma wash. Okay. <laughs> Perfect. We can, we
2: can call that one a wash. We, it's our podcast. We can make up. You, it you making up
1: damn rules. <laughs> All right. So Richard Burton, this is the longest love of her life. Married two times. The first time around one. It's about 11 years. Round two Another two. They were married a total of 14 years. In a Barbara Walters interview later in life, Elizabeth says they would have been married again by the time it was all over. Their highs were too high. Everything was too much. We loved each other too much. It was so intense, almost abnormal, but great. Like she even talked about, uh, he charmed dogs, cats, men, women, her too. And she sees something in richard that reminds her of mike todd she says they were both geniuses
0: and he was magnetic it was just like you're talking Utterly. about like yeah everybody was drawn to him
1: mm-hmm. Utterly. and he
0: thought he was ugly he was very self-conscious he had really? uh, cystic acne mm-hmm. and bad scars from it and so he was actually a really self-conscious man and she just made him be like "Fuck it that's not what i see you're beautiful i love you you mm-hmm. know what i mean she made him feel good about himself in a way that he had always been too self-conscious that's fascinating. I think that's one of the things or, I love about that. Yeah. yeah. And she
1: did that with so many people. You hear She's about lifted her, everybody up. Yeah, yeah. Connecting with James Dean on the set of giant, where he just is kind of seeing through her. And he talks about like the bad childhood he had. Like she finds a way. Like she defended Michael Jackson to the end of her life because I'm his watch father before that documentary came no, out. No, I know. No. Um But like he, Michael Jackson had an abusive father. Like she would find, she meets Richard Burton on set of Cleopatra. He comes in hung the fuck over and she helps him with coffee to his lips. And that, that mothering and caring, like think about for a kid who probably didn't get a lot of that. You need to be here at this time. No, for her. Oh no. You need to be here at this time. You need to be here for makeup. Your mom controls you. Just to have that warmth and nurture. She got to be the nurturer.
0: Wasn't there brandy in that coffee? Probably. I think that, like, she Probably. slipped him brandy because oh, that's why. He and that a... is, like, the, con- the the thing of their relationship. I mean, they were drinkers. That was the thing. And she completely understood what was going on with the shaking hands and said, I can fix this.
1: Yeah. And she did. And she did. So – your book that you recommended, mm-hmm. Furious Love, is amazing. The thing with Richard and Elizabeth, like they fall in love in Cleopatra. Those scenes just sizzle. Yes. They yes. are literally falling in love on the set. Everyone is watching it happen. Again, um, or maybe this is when they were condemned by the Vatican. Yeah, it is. Uh, Elizabeth Taylor is called out in the congressional record in <laughs> the U.S., I now, love there's one small problem with all of this is that Richard Burton has a wife uh, named Sybil. Hmm. And Sybil is devoted to him and understands that he is a notorious philanderer. He is. And, and this, she's put up with it all yeah, along. This isn't going to be anything different mm-hmm. than anything. Right. Than all the others. Until I don't know. If she felt the way that Debbie Reynolds felt, because Debbie Reynolds is like, if you're going to get left, I mean, you get fuck. left for Elizabeth Taylor, right? <laughs> right. Like, that's the, that that's the way to go out. <laughs> I don't know if Sybil felt the same way. So Burton is in this, devoted to my wife, in love with the most beautiful woman in the world. Mm-hmm. And eventually, it, it took a little while. Yeah. But... Well, finally,
0: Sybil had to let go. Like, yeah. He tried for a long time, but it was up to her. She refused. I mean, back then you could just not sign the divorce papers. Right, for sure. You right. know, and she finally, um, I think I remember from the book when she finally did it was because she fell in love with a 24-year-old rock star. And Good. she was in her 30s. Good so for her. And I mean, that's what Liz and Dick both said was like, you know what? Great. It, Perfect. He, he admitted to being a little bit jealous at first because the guy was younger. Mm-hmm. But then he was like, you know what? Good for her. She deserves that. Yeah, Good everybody's getting what they want. Mm-hmm. Can, oh. I, can I throw in my Brangelina? Oh my God, totally. So she's been compared, or Angelina Jolie's been compared to her, let's put it that way. Sure. Twice. Mm -hmm. First of all, in the Eddie Fisher scandal, whereas Debbie Reynolds would be Jennifer Aniston and Eddie Fisher is Brad. Of of course. right. And then again, with Liz and Dick, uh, La Scandale, they actually invented the paparazzi. That's when that happened. Mm -hmm. When that picture hit is like that picture on the beach of Brad and Angelina. Yep. So that you know, she's been compared both times that way. And I think that's super interesting because that's really the only other couple I can think of that's ever been that followed. They were followed like the Beatles. They were mobbed places. Like she got mobbed at an airport one time, and they were pulling at her hair. Oh my and god! Her purse. She lost her shoes. Like
1: she would actually be in danger when they went out together. That's insane. No, they were the most famous. Like, Mm -hmm. there was not anything paralleled to. But she always did try to have
0: a good attitude about it. Mm Because when I said that about the Beatles, she was like, well, it could be worse. We could be the Beatles. And he's like, we are the fucking Beatles. (laughs) 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 This this is bad.
1: (laughs) Most famous couple. They marry while he's in the longest running Hamlet. He's an alcoholic, he's plagued by self doubt. Like, I I don't know. They're in love. It's got to be hot, it's got to be heavy. And the book Furious Love talks about this. There's the Liz tabloid. Dick tabloid. Mm-hmm. We're so, like, we're the Beatles. I mean, they did hang out with Wallace Simpson and Edward. They did. Like, that's the... Yeah. Uh, there's they a, were the
0: only people in their social tier. I mean... Right. They actually couldn't go back down to regular actors, if that makes sense, because of their level of fame. They did hang out with the aristocracy, and, you know, like... Here's something just funny that word. Really Elizabeth crazy. Taylor
1: in a later interview. So I'm I'm all jumping all over the story, but welcome to Trashy Divorces. <laughs> Elizabeth's talking to I was talking to my friend Grace Kelly and we were both turning 40 that year and really talking about like, what does that mean? And are, are we gonna freak out about this? And they decided together, me and my friend Grace Kelly, just to be <laughs> fearless about it and grace through a party in Monte Carlo. Elizabeth threw hers in Budapest. They went to each other's parties. Mm-hmm. Like, these are the Amazing friends. These are your close too. friends. Yeah. Sure. That's, you don't have regular friends. You...
2: No. I mean, if you try to be friends with someone in the Mm-mm. industry who's not a, a that, all, well, that then... all that person is going to have in the back of their head is like, can this help my
0: career? Like well, exactly. It has yeah. to be a level of trust yeah. and that's why they had to be around equals. And their only equals were people like Grace Kelly yeah. because otherwise somebody's out for something. Yeah. rarefied. Yeah. yeah.
1: So I really am hopping around. Elizabeth sees Richard Burton. Richard Burton lands in Hollywood in the early fifties. Oh, I love it. the first time and <laughs> like they meet again in 62 on Cleopatra, but they meet again originally in the early fifties at a pool party. And there's Elizabeth and her 18-year-old hot bod, big sunglasses. And here in comes Richard Burton. And she distinctly thinks, like, I will not be another notch in his belt. She is unimpressed. So she finds out he's coming to play the new Mark Antony. She's like, oh, you have got to be <laughs> kidding me. Famous last like, words, Yeah, like I met him <laughs> 10 years ago. He was an jerk yeah. then he wasn't impressive but yeah you know what happens to people over a decade <laughs> do you yeah. remember
0: what he said about her though i love that because she was sitting by the pool reading a book and like not actually partying or whatever she's kind of glances at him and then looks away he said he burst out laughing because she was so beautiful
1: yeah and oh, i just thought that's like that, the sweetest that thing ever is sweet but
0: you know who else said that about her roddy mcdowell one of our yeah. lifelong friends yeah. he said the same thing that the first time he ever met her she was so beautiful he just burst out laughing she was one of these people that yeah she was beautiful on film but everybody that knew her in real life said to be around her was amazing like she was even more beautiful without makeup on you know wow
1: yeah amazing sorry i probably messed you up there no you're i'm all i'm all (laughs) over the place so they're married he divorces sybil she divorces eddie they marry their first run goes a good decade plus Mm -hmm. they are Living with blended families. So they both have careers. They're doing films together. They make a total of 11 films together. They buy a yacht because they're too famous to live on land. So dueling careers. Plus a little bit of tax evasion. Yeah. Oh, that's
0: ah, yeah. very interesting. Ah. There you go. They would, she would actually have to put in a contract that I can't stay in England and he'd have to do the same because if I stay here this long, I'll owe the government yeah, yep, two million number pounds or something. days some per year. Yeah. 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 And I was like, I mean, it is kind of smart.
1: <laughs> if You're going to be a tax evader. Live on a yacht on the Thames. I mean, I'm I'd rather live on a that. yacht anyway, so. Yeah. Well, and that was paparazzi. Like, whoa, mm-hmm. poor them. So they're really Richard and Elizabeth trying to have a marriage to people who are really like, there's something about him that's very Mike Todd. Mm -hmm. He's in control. He's larger than life. He's Mm -hmm. charismatic man's man. He has his own star power enough. And he doesn't, he tells her no. Yeah. She's looking like she has been in control over everything as long as she's been alive. Dominic Dunn will say, Elizabeth told him like, I don't remember a time where I wasn't famous. So, I think anybody that presented that real to her, right? like, I'm gonna talk to you like a real like mm-hmm. you're not a star. They love to fight. And here's a fun thing from an interview later. Uh, they love to fight and can I this just baffles me. this actor and this actress, I think legitimately plan and script their battles mm-hmm. because they're very tender in this interview, like, but we don't attack the weak points. Burton says, I could attack her double chin. Elizabeth's like, I could attack your pock marks mm-hmm. on your face. You don't go don't for the it. easy stuff. You don't you
0: Well you, their fighting was foreplay. <laughs> That's yeah, let's be honest about what that is. That's exactly like, the book it. keeps calling it fighting and then lovemaking. Oh, sure, because it's proper. It was fighting and
1: fucking. Yeah. This is what they were yeah. doing,
0: and I mean, it's hot.
1: They were hot, but through these 11 films, I think they continue to kind of recreate that spark of Cleopatra. Mm-hmm. Um, like especially like Taming of the Shrew, oh, yeah. they that was hot.
2: Well, and the other thing though, I mean. 11 felt like they clearly enjoyed working they liked working together, together. they yeah. preferred to work together yeah i mean that's well, that's a pretty amazing
1: they divorce wait on it they're gonna work together again mm-hmm. after they divorce so the next oscar she won like this to me was exciting who's afraid of virginia Woolf? Because they are falling into their own alcoholic well, torment. They
0: always say that's very indicative of their marriage, the way it was towards the end. And you know, she aged herself up, and she so
1: she's thirty three and playing a fifty five year old. She Lord, gained twenty five pounds, and she looks fifty. Like it was, yeah, yeah. for the was, time and the makeup, yeah. Whoever, like all, you hear about Hollywood? And, oh, they lost so and so many pounds to Trent. She put it on. She started that This is Mike Nichols' first movie, too. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah, they
0: gave it, they had choice of, um, in their contracts, oh, I want to talk about that, too, with her contracts. Mm -hmm. In her contract, she always had choice of director, and they, this was his first film, so they basically just gave the kid a shot, but also, in her contracts, she did not work on the days that she had her period. I fucking love her. Yeah. How do we get that right? She put that that, into her contract that I don't work. When I'm on my period. That's great. Yes, ma'am, sir. I love her so much. (laughs) Well, also,
2: I mean, if you're working in front of a camera, you're a little bloated. You're bloated. You you feel feel like
0: shit. I mean, I don't blame her. If you're the most beautiful, sought-after actress in the world that can command a million dollars a movie... Are, are they going to say no? Yeah. No, but don't they didn't. you
1: see, like, when you're on your cycle, your face change a little yeah, bit? Yeah, 100%. That's, you're that's puffy. Why, you're, that's why yeah. she looked... Yeah. yeah that's I, got and she, well,
0: and if there's one thing Elizabeth understood, she, she, she has a weird dichotomy. Is like, she understood how beautiful she was, but she was not vain. But right. she also, she considered herself a caretaker of her looks. Mm-hmm. So she was not going to go on camera knowing that she didn't look her best. Well, in
1: continuity in film. 100%. I can't have you look yeah. weird one day... Like that's the thing. She lost a crap ton of weight after Mike Todd died and three weeks in morning, she has to get back to film cat on a hot tin roof and she comes back and she is noticeably yeah. thinner. And they, as there's a particular scene where she has to eat and the director just kept doing takes on purpose to get her to eat, to get her enough really food. I, devastation. I know. Okay. So, Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf wins Elizabeth her second Best Actress Oscar.
0: But he lost.
1: He lost. <laughs> but now she feels strong enough to tackle Shakespeare and taming others through. This point also, she's released from MGM and can start making her own deals. And now they really start having fun. Mm-hmm. Spending millions, furs, yachts, jewelry. There is no limit Wait, to so the she's, spending.
0: She's,
2: she's in her mid 30s mm-hmm. and she's MG- early 30s. MGM has owned her since she mm-hmm. was
1: eight.
0: Pretty much. Ten, that is yeah.
1: so 25 years of her life. Yeah. <laughs> My God. Uh, no limit to spending. Somebody is quoted, "There, it is pathological. The way that burton goes after available jewels for elizabeth I love that. <laughs> so if there's a big diamond a big jewel on the market coming up for auction burton is there it's said that he's i know rubes
0: no no i'm laughing about one of my favorite stories of the jewels
1: tell me the most
0: expensive jewel the most expensive jewel he had to buy her was after a fight where he just said something nasty he turned around and said they get your big ugly man hands away from me and she's like Really? Oh, really? And to make him make up for this, he bought her the most expensive diamond in the world. Cartier actually outbid him and got it. And then he was like, hell no. Hell no. Got his lawyer over there and kept bidding with Cartier until he got that fucking diamond. Oh, my
1: God. And it was so big
0: and so heavy, she couldn't wear it on her man hands. Like, that was the joke. So she had it remade into a necklace, and it had to be insured for a million dollars. She was only allowed to wear it 30 days out of the year and had to have armed guards when she did it.
1: You were joking? Not
0: joking at all. Like it, holy cow! I don't know where it is now. I'm sure it's in some crazy museum. But Cartier had it on display for a long time. You could come and see it, and it oh, was wow. known for I forgot what the first name was, and then it was the Cartier diamond because they bought it, and then it became known as the Taylor Burton. And when he bought it, he finally got it back for 1.1 million, and they say I think it's like 2.5 now. Oh wow! Yeah
1: they're uh, yeah he would
0: fuck up and have to
1: buy her stuff. i love okay. it like, just piece
0: of jewelry i do too bought her I I art bought her jewelry TV every time somebody messes up
1: when after elizabeth taylor passes away her family i guess has her collection of jewels and dresses and shoes mm-hmm. and bags it was a fascinating little film that the auction house put together because Sotheby did it right yeah three thousand yeah. bags all lined up I just can't. like i I, I was fine with the jewels. I was fine with the dresses. And then they got to the handbag lady and I, uh. okay. By the end of the sixties, he is drinking a lot. Both of them. It's a lot of weakness. It's a lot of self-destruction. She is taking a lot of painkillers for her back injury. Her star power hasn't passed, but the times are changing. She's very much still connected to old studio mm-hmm. Hollywood. And, you know, we're looking at the graduate. Like, innovative filmmakers are making new things. Well, and the and idea
0: of women's beauty was changing. Twiggy became a thing. Yep. Now you needed to be tall, slim, and willowy. And that was the a complete opposite of five-foot-two, curvy Liz Taylor. Like, that's just not who she was. So yeah. So the drinking teenagers' the drinking careers. drinking is insane. Can we talk about the drinking for let's a minute? Talk, let's talk about because the drinking. Because she could keep up with any men, and actually drink them under the table. Isn't
1: that amazing? She
0: Well, I mean, she started young, obviously, (laughs) but that was part of the problem with them, and part of their love, actually, is a shared interest in not just drinking but having fun and partying and adventuring and all of that. But the drinking was While drinking. And they could do it all freaking day long. They would bring a Bloody Mary a picture of Bloody Mary's to set in the morning. And they're like, You better get your best shit from them before lunch because after lunch, you know, they start with the martinis. So and I mean that's just how they worked. And if you wanted to work with them, you worked around it. But yeah, she could actually at one point, I mean, that's when he got sick. She was so worried about him, she knew something was wrong and his color was wrong. And he was told he would probably die within five years if he didn't quit drinking. Oh, wow. His liver was so enlarged. And so he had to become sober, and she wouldn't. Oh. She didn't have to, and so she didn't. And so he started seeing, like, the ugly side of himself now that he was sober And her. And I think that had a lot to do with the the downward spiral, is
1: that he had to get sober, and she never would. So they did downward spiral. Mm-hmm. I think they were right-headed... For divorce, or they got together after their divorce to talk about money or something. Yeah, they did. They got together to work out finances and wound up crying and having sex and getting back together. Getting back together. They
0: loved each other. That was the thing that was never
1: the problem. Yeah. You know, they didn't ever fall out of love. No. and Well, yeah, no, they didn't. Mm -hmm. They were something. So they... Second... Time around didn't last anywhere near as long mm-hmm. as the first time around. It was much more short They were immediately short-lived. fighting
0: again. Oh, I guess we should talk about why the first one happened. Yeah. He did actually cheat on her. He had never cheated on her, even though he was a famous Lothario. Sure. He had always cheated on... Sybil never ever cheated on her. He did a movie called Blackbeard where he has all these sexy wives. I, I don't remember know. she smacks one of them. I can't think of the, it was, she was like a playboy model turned actress <laughs> and she thought she was a little bit too enthusiastic in her love scenes with Richard. So she gave her a resounding slap. Well, Jane Mansfield. No, no, it wasn't Jane man. No, no, no. It wasn't like a name that you would know. Okay. It was, it was just a somebody that Elizabeth was like, Mm-mm, no, and smacked her. <laughs> but, He was, I mean, it's Bluebeard, so, you know, his thing about it in the movie is he's this Count hell i forgot what the name was but anyway he's actually impotent and so when his wife would find out he would kill her and put her in a freezer so that's why he was a serial killer of wives oh my god God. he's on screen with his all this bevy of beautiful women and it is uh like rochelle welch and wow um, like all these incredible beauties but it's not one of those that you would think that she would be so jealous of it's this one chick and it's something she watched because you know she had he had it in his contract that she could come to the set whenever she wanted she watched it and she slapped the shit out of the girl. Was that the one he cheated with? I don't remember. I wish I had gone back and listened to that again or written it down. But um, he did eventually, you know, they were really fighting and things were bad. And I think it was at, like, the rap party or something. They walked around a corner and everybody thought they were coming back. And then it was like, oh, well, I guess they're not.
1: Gave in to his and darker but, demons. Yeah, and, I mean,
0: she didn't just find out about it. He told her. Like, I mean, mm. he told her the truth. I
1: mean, that's who they were, though. I mean. I mean, that's good. Yeah. I mean, not good that you did it, but not let's not, that, not lie about it. Not good that you it.
0: cheated, but I, I, in a way, think he was hurting so badly, and he had quit drinking, and she hadn't, and I think he felt a little bit let down and betrayed because she's the one that forced him to go to the doctor and get his shit under control, and yet he could wa- he was watching her spin out of control with her drinking. Yeah. She was also taking painkillers and, and yeah. you know, not living right, and he was starting to see it for what it was in a way that he couldn't when he was drinking. Yeah. So I'm not saying that she deserved to be cheated on. I'm just saying I can see how it led to that. Certainly. So. Well, anyway, now, I guess that was this, her that's
1: last straw. That's how the first divorce started. Okay. He finally cheated. So. Well, you know, if yeah. that's, if that's your line in the sand. I, it, it, it's my line in the sand. It, yeah. <laughs> for sure. Guess it was Elizabeth's as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's the first breakup, mm-hmm. the remarriage that, I mean, it's it's just sad. Yeah.
2: It's like lasted a year,
1: but, right? they, when yeah, they, got back but they never and, really yeah. stopped loving each other. No, they stayed friends and stayed yeah. friends, and we're gonna have a little Burton interlude coming back up. But
0: but this is
1: Richard Burton, and I don't. I let's. I'm gonna have a hard time with his trash cans. I, <laughs> I just yeah. love him. I think he was
0: at heart a really good man, very mercurial man. He's got to have a trash can or two for Sybil.
1: I'm gonna I'm gonna hold on for trash can until I get to my. He reenters the picture. That's fair. Let's let's, let's fair. hold off for a yeah. second yeah. the interlude. So. Elizabeth is now single, living large, free of... But not not for long. What happened, Stacey? Not for long at all.
2: <laughs> Elizabeth Taylor... Actually, I didn't even include this in the story, but it's worth noting that world history could have been vastly different, because for a brief period, right after Burton, she dated the Iranian ambassador to the United States. And they were seen out and about.
0: And he was apparently dashing. Who Grace Kelly introduced her to. Really? No way. uh, Richard bitched about it later that he had to sit through a car ride in traffic with Elizabeth and Grace Kelly and that all Grace Kelly did the whole time was talk about how wonderful the Iranian guy is. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. my gosh. And, she you know, I'm,
2: yeah, I'm, I'm reading this. and I'm like, holy shit. Like, so uh, it was before the Iranian revolution. So the Shah was still in charge. Yeah. And he apparently put the kibosh on that because I'm sure it looked decadent as fuck to oh, yeah. the public at home. But imagine like Elizabeth Taylor marries the Iranian ambassador to the United mm-hmm. States. Maybe it works. And I don't know, maybe world history is really different. And the United States and Iran are not what they are today. <laughs>
0: wow, sliding doors. Yeah, right. Sure. Anyway,
2: so that didn't happen. Anyway, because his boss was like, cut her. Yeah, out. Yeah, no, like, sure. <laughs> no more of this. So she is left in the lurch ahead of a British embassy ball in honor of Queen Elizabeth II. I think this is part of America's bicentennial celebrations. Oh, yeah, yeah. The British needed to have a little party for the queen. To Make it feel better. To soothe the wounds. July 8th, 1976. Yeah. Okay, I, I, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so she is set up on a blind date with an extremely eligible bachelor. He has recently divorced the heiress of the melon fortune. Okay. Um, so he's worth $10 million. Nice. Like the Carnegie Melons? Yes. Okay. Those okay. ones. Um wow. So, yeah, she was Catherine Mellon. And apparently, after the divorce, John Warner uh, is her ex husband. After the divorce, they got on famously and she lived next door. They had three kids together. So, like, it worked out really well. Oh. So, Elizabeth has a date with who? John Warner, ha. who had been the Secretary of the Navy under Nixon and Ford had put him in charge of, like, the bicentennial stuff. So, I guess. So, he probably had some official role or he was like. Almost like a, at a diplomat level for this yeah. ball, would be my guess. So it's a blind date. You know, he's a rich, silver haired guy thinking about a career in politics.
1: Who managed not to get swept up by the corrupt Nixon administration. So he's probably smarter than your average uh, bear. Yes. Yeah. Is,
2: is that true, though? I don't know. I've not heard. I don't know. Well, no, I, I right. I haven't heard of him being implicated, but was there anyone who wasn't?
0: Anyway. Maybe. I mean, yeah. You got some of his stank on you, even if you didn't do anything. Yeah, yeah, I think so.
2: So he was just, he was considered a super great catch. He had previously dated Barbara Walters and most of the other eligible bacheloresses of D.C. Why not? Sure. He said to Barbara Walters, a woman like you could probably get me elected senator. Totally charming. (laughs) That did not work out, weirdly. Turns out, you know, Elizabeth Taylor was pretty tired of Hollywood at that point. She had been living on a fucking boat for like 15 years Mm -hmm. with Burton she sees this dude you know older man silver-haired even then well and he has 2800 acres got, and a
1: horse farm right, which is got her yeah.
2: giant mm-hmm. virginia farm about an hour outside of dc it is at the end of a mile-long driveway yeah there are
1: duck ponds there are, there's cattle they like yeah it it was like her childhood but you can also hide out it's like uh, Jackie Kennedy when she marries Ari Onassis. Mm-hmm. I can get on a boat and be away mm-hmm. from everyone in the world, and yeah. that doesn't have to feel good? Oh yeah.
2: I saw a, a biographer wrote that she married John Warner for roots.
0: You know, like yeah, I she that. married Burton for love. She, you know, all of her husbands, she had an interesting reason. <laughs> I mean, except for Nikki, which she was pushed into. But I mean, the rest so, of them are They're almost reactionary <laughs>
2: to mm-hmm. each other. You know yeah, what I mean? Like. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. So, yeah, they were married five months after their first date, December 4, 7, uh, 19, 1776. The <laughs> 1976, simple Episcopalian ceremony conducted at sunset on his farm, like half a dozen people were there. It was just oh, wow. super That's small. Sweet. Yeah. She said, I'm so happy to just be John's wife. I finally feel that I have a home. My search for roots is finally over. John called her his little heifer, which I guess is maybe different if you're a cattle rancher. And pooters. So already, I'm thinking maybe they don't. They're not quite I'm gonna, on the same. Level I will
0: interject of... and say that Richard Burton liked to. He would call her a lumpy something. I mean, like he would do it in a joking, loving way. Right. Now, I I'm think, sure. I think Heffer's kind of meaner, but uh, yeah. we don't know their context. Right. Maybe that oh. was a fun joke between them. Oh no, we, she had a great sense. We of do humor. know their
1: context. We because, do. Because yeah, Barbara Walters interviewed Elizabeth and John Warner in '78. Did she disclose that they
2: had dated? How awkward.
1: (laughs) Uh No, I don't think she did. Oh, in 78 when he's running for Senate. In 78, she interviews them at their kitchen table in the farmhouse. Barbara Walters also in the same thing puts together her 88 interview with Elizabeth Taylor, who's now single. Yeah. And so it is a dramatic difference. Like, to me, Elizabeth is nursing the wounds of Burton. Yeah. She's hiding out on a farm. She is letting herself eat for the first time in Bless her it. life i know so she has gained some weight she's learning how to cook she's learning how to cook she's eating like i'm not in a film i don't have to and she got shit for every pound she ever put on oh my like, god she was so scrutinized yeah. it was unfair no so in this interview like barbara's like what would you you know tell each other about each and he's like yeah elizabeth you're fat <gasps> yeah yeah and okay. No, the heifer's not. So funny. the no, it's not funny at all. So the eighty-eight God, interview, because Elizabeth in this interview is like, oh, I'm so happy. I'm just mm-hmm. so happy to be John's yeah. wife, and he's like, it was one thing for Mike Todd and Richard Burton to counter with her. You never go for the soft spot. No, and you, when you don't Richard did it, he was pot. being funny
0: about it. Like he was still loving. That's it. It.
1: He was being loving. Not John Warner's just sounds like an asshole. He's a dick. He yeah. sounds just like a jerk. Well. Like, No, Elizabeth, you're fat. So you listen to her in 88, and she's like, yeah, I was miserable. I was miserably unhappy. I was over – like, everything was bad, but I put on this. I think she's just trying to feel better after Burton.
2: Yeah, well, and she's such a loving – like, I think in some ways he became her project. Mm, Because he did – he had this ambition, right? Like, he was kind of out of government, but – let me continue. So he jumps into the seventy-eight Virginia Senate race. Elizabeth turns out to be a hell of a campaign asset. Of I course mean, she just is. yeah, match. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, he, she is part of his stump speech. Like he mm-hmm. will point to her. Like big deal. She's super loyal. At a Georgetown dinner party, she saw the editor of the Washington Post, Ben Bradley, and just beelines for him and is like, "Bradley, get off Warner's ass." It was just. <laughs> Having none of it. Like she was gonna again happy, not happy, didn't matter. She was married to him and mm-hmm. she was gonna fucking be there. She was loyal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh so here this is the craziest campaign story that I think I've recently heard. Okay. So Warner was fairly moderate. Like he was really the, the burning issue of the time was the Cold War. He was really into negotiating yeah. with the Soviets. He had worked on previous negotiating things with the Soviets. That was not a super popular stance in the GOP at the time. So he's in this Virginia Senate primary for the Republicans and he ends up finishing second place behind Richard Obenshain, who's just a super anti communist fire breather. Like I'm sure he would have gone on to be a prototype of today's Republican. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that would have been it for Warner's Senate run, except that two months later, Obenshain is killed in a plane crash. <gasps> which if you're Liz Taylor must be like He Oh a my line. God. My gosh, isn't... <laughs> yeah. Exactly, yeah. So, yeah, so the Virginia GOP, like, holds, I guess, a, like, quickie convention to yeah. fix this, and Warner gets put on the ballot, and he ends up being in the Senate for the next 30 years. He didn't retire wow. until 2009. Their marriage— So he didn't win
1: his race. Well, I mean, he, he did win his race after the, the race was—
2: He won the general. He didn't wow. win the primary.
1: Yeah. Wow.
2: Yeah. But, I mean, the guy died, so, yeah. you know, party had to do something. <laughs> They'd put somebody on that ballot. Um, So Elizabeth, you know, he's in the Senate now. She's living on the farm. She is shopping at the local Safeway. Like, again, there's like a little small town outside, an hour outside of town. She's having guests over. She is learning to cook. She's just doing a lot like domestic Mm -hmm. housewife type things. And, you know, as noted, she was apparently deeply miserable, even if she was trying to put a brave face on it. Hubby is working like from the yeah. Yeah, and he's got an hour commute and the whole thing. I mean, he is up before dawn, he is home after dark. Like, and so at one point, um, he was quoted as saying, "Like, So I get home from work, I am dead tired. And Elizabeth just wants to spend time together. So she's like, We're watching one of my movies. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, Okay, I guess I'm watching one of her movies and I'm seeing all of them over time. Like, it's cool. <laughs>
0: How weird must it have been to watch the ones with Richard? Don't know if they
2: got that far. That awkward, maybe. Yeah. I mean, she.
0: How many movies over her career? Oh, oh. 50 or something. Something like that, because she was already in like I remember in one of her movies with Burton. They said this was her forty-second film, oh, and Jesus. I was like, Jesus fuck! Like, yeah. yeah. Since she was eight, literally never stopped.
2: True. By eighty-two, they divorced. And upon her death in twenty eleven, Warner told the Washington Post that his kids had remained close to her kids like mm-hmm. the whole time. So the kids not not Warner, but his kids would be attending her funeral. Oh
0: well, family meant everything to her, including stepchildren. Right? So I can see that. Yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah. Do you want to interlude here with some more Burton? No, so they divorced how many
1: tra- like I'm sorry, you don't Oh uh, you don't hit the weak points of your spouse. That's not what marriage is about. It's to me. true
0: and honestly this it's like I needed to knock her down a notch or something. Oh I'm sure. But I'm like sure. knock
1: don't knock her down in a mean way. Like there's something to being countered with. Body shaming I, women is just like age old bad news. bullshit. But I mean you I mean, guess you no didn't punch her in
0: the eating or abusive. Not that I know of, but... yeah. I mean the other like a, a subplot
2: that I don't think was she ends up checking into Betty Ford for the first time in December of '83. So clearly, her drinking and pill use was escalating yeah. over this period, and she was probably frequently alone in a big farmhouse with nothing to do yep. except drink and take pills. As like happens. I'm, I'm just guessing, but yeah. So it seems I don't know, like maybe three. Again, like he didn't, it didn't seem like he was physically abusive. It didn't seem like there was cheating. Yeah. I don't think it was a love match.
0: Can no. I go
1: ahead and go three and a half just for the you fat, Elizabeth? Yes. Because yeah. that mm-hmm. just makes me angry. Yeah. So they divorced in 82. In 1983, there's a little bit of a reunion between Richard Burton and Elizabeth Taylor. They go on a seven month stage tour doing Noelle Coward's private lives. Mm-hmm. They are together. It's a play about bickering lovers. And Which I think in this <laughs> yeah, in this seven month period, they're still testing it. They're still flirting with that right. thing that they mm-hmm. have. She talks about even after they were divorced, if they were ever to party, they were still flirting under Drawn the table. to each other. Yeah. yeah. So at the end of the seven month tour, this is Elizabeth Taylor's first entree. Her family has an intervention for her. Like, they didn't call it an intervention, but she walks in. There's everybody like, hey, we're really worried about you. You are, you know, you've been on this tour. You're drinking Mm -hmm. yourself to death. You're pilling yourself to death. And she actually listened in this intervention and gets herself into Betty Forge. Gets herself into the Betty. This is instant headlines.
2: Right. It's the first time a celebrity had Mm -hmm. sort of acknowledged... That. She just
1: recalls,
0: I'm mm-hmm. to yeah. start crying no. again, y'all. Yeah,
1: she recalls later no how no shame, she had no shame about no, it. Not at I all. Love her. No. She recalls later how proud she was that she did it and thinking, like, if other people look at that and go, Hey, if Elizabeth Taylor can do it, I can, I do, can do, it. do it too. Yeah, 100%. So she goes in, it's the first time in her life that she is sharing a bedroom. She's sweeping floors. So you look at part of learning how to cook with John Warner. She's doing ordinary things. Mm-hmm. Anthony Geary from General Hospital. I don't know if you remember when she came on as Helena Cassadine. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Like, I totally forgot about that. Okay. In General Hospital, which was a balls in like 1981. Anthony Geary and she, I think, had a little affair at, But he talks about taking her to the arcades one day and playing pinball she had never, never done it. played Fuck. pinball like this is a woman now in her late she's early traveled 50s, the world, had every adventure but she's done, not
0: done no little normal
1: things but she's never that anybody been, else would have yeah, done
2: gone bowling
0: or yeah. yeah
1: never played a game of skee ball never yeah. played it like, they went to the arcade and she and he talks about just Whack-a-mole. the joy that like, <laughs> she's
0: like a little kid i can't yeah. even
1: believe i've missed out on all of Aww. this anyway like she's sh- back at the bed sharing a bedroom moving out trash cans like this really does have an impact she examines her life her addiction her choices so she is sober and doing okay mm-hmm. doing pretty good so i'm going to go back to your book furious love <laughs> so even though this is not an authorized book so to speak elizabeth taylor didn't want their love affair not being recorded somewhere. So in the, and they o- did them right. Oh my God. In the opening of the book, mm-hmm. in the like preface, it talks about the last letter, mm-hmm. the last letter of the 40 letters that Elizabeth gave the authors to tell the story. The last letter is not in there, but I did catch an interview with the authors who say what's in the last letter. <sighs> tell, me, tell me. Okay. They've done the Noel Cowards, private lives. Elizabeth is sober. By eighty three, he had
0: remarried. Right, he had she,
1: remarried. That's a whole sad thing when he
0: dies because he won't allow or the that wife would not allow Liz to come to his funeral, which that's is it. really oh, fucking mean. Oh my, my god. that I mean, it's Liz Taylor. First of all, everybody nightmare. knows like it's just shitty.
1: So Richard Burton tells his brother two months before he dies about Elizabeth, that, that bloody woman. I still love her and I know I will end up marrying her again. (laughs) Like Richard, even though he's married again, is still in love with Elizabeth. So, 1984, that last letter, oh my God, that he sends her, she doesn't receive until after his death. She gets it a few days after. She gets it a few days after his death.
0: I think she comes home from the memorial in the US and the letters in the mailbox. Which,
1: not allowed to attend the funeral he writes to her in this last letter, my home is where you are and I want to come home.
0: Oh God. <laughs> I, I just love them. You see why I, why I argue I get, that he I is her it. greatest love. Like yeah. I think you can have more than one love of your life, especially if the first yeah. one died. It's say, not like that love died. Yeah. Dying after 13 months. I think months, she got lucky and and mm-hmm. got hit by lightning twice. Cause yeah. they, I love their love story. That's my home just is beautiful. where you are and I
1: want to come home. So she has always said, like, damn it. I know. Mm-hmm. We would have. <laughs> Welcome. People like know, when you cry, Erica. I know. That got me. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I, I want to come home. So she gets this letter after he passes away, which certainly tests her sobriety. I mean, this <sighs> yeah, crushes imagine. her. Because that's young. 58. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Around... Even then, that's young. That same time, Elizabeth's very good friend, Rock Hudson, is also dying of AIDS. And Elizabeth can is... I, can I yeah. jump in?
2: Did you say how Richard Burton died? Was did. it cirrhosis? No, 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 no. He had a brain aneurysm.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. like in a sleep. Dead at, dead at 58. Okay. All right. Yeah. That sucks. Yeah. It does suck. much. So Elizabeth's in grief, and I think she turned this grief, watching Rock Hudson die, into... He'd, Ruck Hudson dies in 85 and it activates her into something. And she can remember like going and visiting hospitals and seeing high society women and their dogs walk around AIDS patients. Like they were going to catch AIDS. And she just got, she got so mad about this and she walked into the hospital and she's like, what do I do? And an AIDS patient there was like, I just want to feel someone's arms around me because it was that, So Elizabeth sort of spends the rest of her life, Mm -hmm. like occasionally popping in for a few acting roles, but doing fundraising for the cause that. Right.
0: And trying Uh, to make people understand what the disease was and that you couldn't catch it like that. That's exactly right. Normalize it and humanize it. And she was an incredible
1: ambassador for that. Millions and millions of dollars, but we're not mm-hmm. done. We still no, have one done. more husband. <laughs> we're now not, that I've made cry. I know. Right, right.
2: Thanks, Alicia, for the <laughs> burden interlude. Jesus,
0: well,
2: um, I can't be the only one that cries on trashy divorces. No, like, no. oh, I knew I would. I love them.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay, so in the late '80s, she is doing very difficult, very emotionally taxing work. She has suffered significant deaths in her life. She relapses. And heads back to the Betty Ford. Oh, the Betty. So, (laughs) here she meets a construction worker named Larry Fortensky, who was also battling his own addiction. He had been uh, busted for DUI the year before in California, uh, while also in possession of marijuana, which at the time was not cool. So... Fortunately, he had Teamster health insurance. Yay, unions. <laughs> Fantastic. And, uh, and they paid for him to go to Betty Ford. Wow. Oh, great. Yeah, because that's not cheap. It's not cheap. And I mean, I guess you don't think about like regular people at Betty Ford because it's so uh, no. associated yeah. with like celebrity, you know, getting clean. So when they both got out, they really, their courtship took off and Elizabeth would bring treats to him at his work sites, which must have been completely bonkers oh my god for- yeah, like he's well, on a know, construction
1: she, site
0: and uh-huh but she also had cookies. this thing where she always endeared her crew to her so i'm sure she saw it like that yeah, like probably she, so she was the person that knew everybody's name on the movie set like mm-hmm. that brought in booze for everybody or cookies for everybody like so that would have been within her wheelhouse to be like i don't care sure i'm gonna show up and yeah there's the some brownies for the guys eyes. exactly yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah
2: that's amazing okay so, uh, in 91, they married at Michael Jackson's Neverland Ranch in a ceremony officiated by Marianne Williamson. Really? I think she's running for president right she now. She is. okay. That is true. One of the zillions of people who yeah. are running for president. Wow. Court. We are running for president now. Let's just <laughs> declare here. Tipped okay. um, up. Big news <laughs> on Trashy Divorces. Uh, Taylor wore a $25,000 Valentino dress. Of course she did. The guest list included Liza Minnelli, Nancy Reagan, Merv Griffin, Pia Zadora, Macaulay Culkin, and everybody else in Hollywood. There were paparazzi buzzing overhead in helicopters. Like, it was bonkers. They did sell the photographs of the... And this is something she I going to say, I
0: remember vividly the marriage photographs
2: yeah. right but all of the whatever it sold for they went to her age charity and yeah. yes okay so they had a prenup and it stipulated that if the marriage lasted five years or longer Fortinsky would get a million dollar payout no additional support but just a clean payout and so five years
1: in can i i'm sorry i'm gonna interrupt just for one yeah, second please do. so in 1992 mm-hmm. when elizabeth turned 60 When we talk about never playing pinball, Mm -hmm. learning to cook, taking out the trash, she went to Disneyland for the first time at 60 and had her 60th birthday party at Disney. That's so cute. That really is cute. Like, I want to be a kid. So she talks about it with, Mm -hmm. you know, Grace Kelly back in the 40s. And now it was Mm -hmm. another, that same interview, like, Grace is gone. Mm. And, you know, we wanted to embrace aging fearlessly back then. And now I want to go and enjoy all the childlike things that Mm -hmm. I missed out on in the first place. So it's a good place to turn 60. Grace Kelly is another
0: one. She literally was surrounded by death and not just like cancer or unfortunate things, but horrific car Mm -hmm. crashes and plane crashes. And it's really kind of sad. It's sad. Mm -hmm. Grace Kelly.
1: Beautiful. Okay. Mm -hmm. Sorry. Please. Oh, yeah. Back to you, Stacey.
2: Nope. A-okay. So, yeah, by 96, five years in, he apparently just like according to his sister or something he was just tired of being Mr. Elizabeth Taylor
0: yep that's a hard role
2: it also sounds like he was not tightly clinging to his sobriety
0: oh oh well yeah
2: which I don't know given like her real penchant for loyalty and supporting like I don't know if that would have been a big deal to her like maybe she would have supported him through that but in any case they divorced very amicably as far as i can tell and they remained fairly close for the rest of her life but he was using drugs again drinking again he gets arrested for like public intoxication later in 96 in 99 he falls down a flight of stairs in his home uh causing a serious brain injury from which Ooh. like he recovered but he was never able to work again right. like it was yeah it it was a it was a permanent injury and he had been drunk at the time of the fall oh no so you know, Taylor was there for him and helped him out financially when needed. She loaned him fifty grand at one point when he was, like, behind on his mortgage. At her death, in her will, she left him $800,000. The month after she died, though, he moved in with his sister where he remained until his death from surgical complications in 2016.
1: Oh,
0: wow.
2: He was 64.
0: She wow. was super generous, and actually so was Richard. That was one of their things is, like, they literally supported everybody. I'm, I'm talking... Not mm-hmm. just their own children, but nieces, nephews, cousins. You know, if anybody in the family came to them, they were literally supporting everybody mm-hmm. on both sides. Well, it she seems was just that
1: generous. Like her foundation is still allowing some of that support and entree. There's a great video with her grandkids. Oh. Like you don't, her kids are pretty hidden. They're yeah, not, yeah. there's not much out there about them, but there is a video with all the grandkids that there's one that's a child so a child care social worker in manhattan but does a lot of work with elizabeth taylor's charity like you and you look at them across the spans of husbands yeah like grandkids from all over that are all beautiful <laughs> like it's i don't like, how could you not be her genes have to be that well, strong <laughs> yeah the kid generation like not as good looking as the grandkid generation there's oh. one grandkid with just the same violet eyes that are i like, was wondering who got the beautiful. eyes beautiful it appears like all of her grandchildren really very much do dote on her. Everybody's very involved with continuing yeah. her legacy and carrying on the work that she did for the foundation.
2: Yeah, I think so I've had in in my mind for a lot of years now, a comparison of like the Kennedys who like have this generational wealth and mm-hmm. tends to propel them into service and I, don't, I mean, they're rich. They don't need big paychecks. So they mm-hmm. work in public service. They, you know, they highlight social issues. They, they're very public spirited. Mm-hmm. My point is that I think that with Taylor's grant, like I'm sure they've mm-hmm. all inherited <sighs> mountains oh, of yeah. money and have rather than, you know, I don't know. Wasted. Grubbing or, yeah, going to work in financial stuff like they're yeah they're it's a social worker it's a you know a, they're, they're living normal lives they, they
0: didn't they didn't want to be actors and actresses they're not trying to be famous yeah. like
2: or like hadn't like get your harvard degree and go to wall street like yeah dude like that, you're not helping anyone so it sounds like they are committed to it's it's this much older model of like what it means to be born rich uh, yeah you, yeah you help people so tell like me that.
1: about trash cans for larry fortinsky oh last husband Last chance to trash. I, I realized I, we didn't do trash cans for Richard Burton, so we'll go back and do that at the end.
0: I'm not sure that he. I mean, he didn't cheat. He, yeah, they, they met each other in sobriety, like, mm-hmm. and it, it really seems supportive. I don't know that it was a love match, but I mean, I don't know yeah. that that deserves no, trash cans. They were each other's super yeah. coaches until yeah. they weren't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I but yeah, I don't think he was bad to her.
2: And I think, yeah, I think they were kind of both moonlighting in the other person's world hmm. That makes sense. And at a certain point, like, well, that- Elizabeth
1: had played pinball now. She was ready to walk <laughs> yeah. on the wild side.
2: <laughs> I, like, I don't know, one and a half. It's not very trashy. I, I wouldn't, I don't know if I'd even give him what he uh, could yeah. just be one. a zero trash can. Okay. Richard Burton. <sighs> I'm going to let gonna you have,
0: call that, Erica. Yeah. I, we, I, we, he has to have one for guess choice for Sybil. I kind of want to give him one for cheating on Liz, mm-hmm. but then in a way, she kind of betrayed him by not supporting his sobriety. Like she would often kind of feed into it and be like, I just have a drink. Even though she was the one that talked him into becoming sober. Right. So it kind of cancels that one out. You is know, it, is your, it a karma wash too? Once your spouse. Yeah, it really is. St- yeah,
2: once your spouse starts turning yellow, it is a little incumbent on and you I mean, to stop drinking
0: a, with them. It, he oddly had a very strange fear of doctors. His mother died in childbirth, of course, her 13th child so i think that's understandable Jeez. but he right. blamed doctors the rest of his life for it wow did not trust doctors i'm sure that's and what then, his of father course did course he's too. with a woman who had what 26 surgeries mm-hmm. at one point mm-hmm. yeah so she was literally always ill and he had a lifelong fear of him and she made him go check in at, i think Cedar sinai and get checked out and he could tell just by touching him that his liver was enlarged Ooh. so i mean she encouraged it but it's difficult to encourage something if you can't walk that line too right yeah so i don't know like i said yeah i think i, I think i want that you to get healthy but cheating. don't ruin my good time i'll give him one for sybil but as far as everything else like no, I, I, think I think he they, and liz are awash i do too
1: okay
2: can can we also can we give him one for his liver <laughs>
0: <laughs> i i'm
2: kind of i'm kind of not him. kidding
0: like that you got to work at that um I'm shocked that like that's something else that I remember in the book them saying that it's all it's shocking what it didn't do to her health at the time that right. it did do to his. Um I know in one part of the book they were talking about well one thing she did that he wouldn't do was she ate. She would still mm-hmm. eat a meal and so she would absorb some of that that's and how so she, she, she could never truly day. got drunk all day whereas he just kept drinking and he was belligerent or not I mean not even belligerent just blind blackout at mm-hmm. a certain point where right. she could just keep tossing it back. Um, it's one of the ways she out drank it.
2: I wonder though, I mean, also she again, uh, had back problems mm-hmm. her whole, it's like she had pain her whole life. And I think a
0: lot of it for both of them were self-medicating mm-hmm. cause he also had injuries. I forget mm-hmm. exactly how he got them, but at one point, um, his wrist and arm, he lost feeling and couldn't use it. And mm. for the, he hated pills just like he hated doctors and stuff. And so at one point he did have to start taking pain medication too. And that's when he was sober. And he didn't like the feeling of that. And, you know, so I do believe they both were self-medicating, not just emotional, right? you know, issues that they had. And his father was a really bad alcoholic. Yeah. So, I mean, he definitely had it in the genes as well. But also self-medicating for pain. Sure. I mean, honest to God, my back hurts. I pour a drink. Right. I, I don't have pain pills, Sometimes and I don't like the, taking them
1: anyway, so. Yeah. Only, only thing that'll work. Yeah. So... Those are the trashy divorces of the world's most beautiful woman. I mean, Milodized. some trashy, <sighs> some not
2: trashy,
0: some not even divorces. It's less trashy than you actually think when you get yes. into the details of it. I think she's so sympathetic to me. I hope other people find her that way because she was genuinely a good person. She really like, seems to have been. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, she had no reasons. I don't reasons think she hurt to... anybody on purpose. Right. She might have had... Seven marriages, but it was not... Yeah, that headline,
2: yeah. Yeah. Like, seven husband, whatever, eight mm-hmm. husbands, seven marriage. Like, that headline makes it seem horrifically trashy. That she's just and, vampy and, exactly. and does this shit on purpose. And, and the truth of
0: the matter is, she kind of bounced into the next relationship. And mm-hmm. it, one was always a reaction into the other one. She
1: had two great loves. Mm-hmm. And that she loved very much. And I just, I don't know. So a life... Because I'm going to ask you both, like, what's the most... What's your favorite and most surprising thing about it? But... To me, Elizabeth Taylor, total survivor. She has had tragedy, addiction, weight problems, like highest highs, lowest lows. She's a survivor. Seventy-nine years old, like there's something that I found really touching. Like we've talked about it over the episode. She just makes these connections with people. Yes. Do you know that Spencer Tracy, who starred as her father in Mm -hmm. Father of the Bride, until his death, anytime anything happened? to her good or bad for the rest of her life since they started that movie together he would send her a telegram hmm. to kitten from pops until he died like those are the kind of relationships just, that's
0: the effect she had on people everybody that she loved her yeah. makes
1: um like she gave her heart to people that were wounded mm-hmm. and it really brought out the best in her so that's the I think the thing that surprised me the most is just how very real she was and 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 humble and like the most beautiful woman in the world. And I can tell Mm -hmm. the dirtiest joke you've ever heard. Oh, she'd love to cuss.
0: She would love this episode for the F word. Like she, that actually was one thing Burton didn't like. Even though he cussed and raged and did all he did he not like her sailor's did mouth. Did not like her potty Did mouth. not think that was ladylike. And I mean, she loved to cuss. And it was a reaction to her must. beauty. Yeah. She was trapped within this beautiful body. Mm-hmm. And it was her way of rebelling as being like, God damn it, fucking A. You know, I That's love it. that.
1: I love that about her. Mm. Okay. So who, who wants, who wants to go next? Like, what's your, what's your favorite thing or the thing you learned or the thing that surprises you about Elizabeth Taylor? Do you have a wrap up?
2: So I think for me, like in my household growing up, when she was, you know, very much alive and very still ever present in the media, like I I feel like I absorbed a very one dimensional picture of her. And so, yeah, learning like how genuinely caring she was and how like she stayed in touch with her exes Mm -hmm. and, you know, like
1: most of them, (laughs) most of them.
2: She, yeah, it really does seem like she genuinely loved everyone in her orbit. Like,
0: I agree. Like, I think people get an idea of, because of her cool beauty, that she was a cold woman. Right. And that's kind of what I thought growing up is that, you know, her kids are probably all in boarding school. So they aloof. were at some point. Yeah. So. But she loved her children. She was devoted to her children. There was somebody, I forget who it was in the book, said that she played with her children like she was a child. Mm-hmm. She didn't act like a mother. Like, And she was so generous to her friends and family. And again, with the set, I forget who, uh, it was Taming of the Shrew the makeup artist had to call in sick and everybody was already on set. She was like, I got it. Not a problem. Did the makeup for like 50 extras herself and the entire cast. Like she was just that kind of, you know, you would think, somebody at, at her stature would be above that. And she was not afraid to get down and get dirty and say, let's get this done. I love that's it. Like I love, yeah. she had an incredible work ethic. Mm-hmm. She was, she was known as one shot Liz, one take Liz. Oh, that's cool. You know, she's cr- I mean, incredibly professional. Even it was it Gilgood that said he had never worked with anybody that never flubbed. No, no, it was a uh, Michael Caine said she mm-hmm. was the only actor he'd ever worked with that never flubbed a line. Wow. That's why she was one shot Liz. Like wow. she was a consummate professional in every way. Right. I love that. We love her. That's
2: amazing. Yeah. Because yeah, I'm not even sure. I'm really not sure I've seen many of her movies from, you know, back in the day. So yeah, the I, I think she was just sort of a sex symbol and beauty icon. And mm-hmm. I didn't know that she was actually a talented and three dimensional person as well. But she is super three yeah. <laughs> dimensional. I'm <laughs> apparently super talented and professional, yes. aside from being like a completely fall down drunk
1: <laughs> <out the time. laughs> I just heard you say hey Alicia we're about to watch a lot of Elizabeth Taylor movies in Ooh, our future that'd be great yeah <laughs> hey what an episode yes. what a life
2: yes I uh Erica Kelly of Southern Fried True Crime where can people find you and your podcast
0: you can find me just about anywhere my network is Spreaker I'm at southernfriedtruecrime.com you'll find everything about me there i on Twitter. It's South Fried Truth. Best I could do, but I kind of like it. Yeah. But really any social media platform, you search Southern Fried True Crime and you'll find me. That's
1: awesome. Thank you so yeah, much for coming. Thanks for having me. Today. Is... You had a good time. This oh, was... my
0: God. I had such a good time. I love, love, love Elizabeth Taylor. So, yeah, I was like, so excited to do
1: this. Yeah, thanks we for had to do me. it. Forward to this. Uh, listeners, thanks for staying patient. I hope it was worth the wait. <laughs> you would have bought me on the head. head. I do We'd done this divorce oh, yeah. without you. Like you, you well, had to I be probably here. Not, I would have quit being your friend. No. You,
0: maybe that's a little extreme, but I would have been mad at you for a long time.
1: <laughs> I don't want that. No one wants that. I don't. I I know how you write stories. I don't want that at all. I'm good. So solid. Thank you so much for coming. Thanks for having me. Would you like to uh, tell our listeners anything? Do you want them to do anything? I need
0: you to go in, and first of all, if you're not already subscribed, I need you to do that immediately, and please go give them a five-star review. I know it's a pain in the ass. It
1: is. I thought you were just going to say keep it trashy, but this is better. (laughs) I'm telling
0: you, this show is amazing. These ladies actually work really freaking hard. Yeah, it's conversational, but um, they really do their research and put their heart and soul into it, and it's a quality show. And believe it or not, those ratings – really really help their visibility in the charts and can propel them forward so well, hey keep it trashy but also support your favorite trashy divorces show that but
1: boom boom <laughs> insane. we can't do much better than that no uh, <laughs> thank ha- you Erica. happy mother's You're day welcome. and happy mother's day we'll see you next week thanks for tuning in bye guys bye and thanks to you for listening trashy divorces is a hemlock creatives production created and produced right here in atlanta georgia by us